Today we're going to talk about parenting after separation. We are, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about um, various um, tips and hints that we can give about perhaps helping to make things work better. And really at the centre of what we're going to talk about is a need for children to be protected from adult disputes. Yeah, and for the child to be put first. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, when people separate, uh, very often there are disputes around spending time with children. Yeah. Uh, it used to be called access. Indeed. Then yeah. it was called contact. Yes. Now it's called family time. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but it's still the same thing. It's still the same thing. It's... And you still hear all that terminology because it's still on TV and in films. And Yeah. Um, it comes along with the other side of the coin, which is where children live. Yes. And so we used to call it residence, and before that it was custody. Yes. Um, so all the terminology has changed over time, yeah. but those are things we're talking about. And people still come in and say, I want a full custody order, yeah. uh, which seems to me uh, to mean that they want to fully possess yeah. a child. And control. And control a child, whereas actually that's not really what the family law approach would be. No, no, and should never be. No. Um, a, a child or children are their own person or people in their own right yes yeah and it's their right yeah. to have contact with their parents and to have a relationship with both parents yeah separation yes and yeah. it's not the parents right yeah. to have contact with them it's the child's right to have contact with the parents exactly and that's at the center of our thinking yeah. in terms of family law and the family justice systems thinking. yes yeah yes yeah so if we start off with that in mind yes yeah. When people come into our arena, yeah. so not through the mediation route. But as lawyers. But as lawyers. Yeah. And they talk about sometimes difficulties in perhaps being prevented from seeing children at all. Yeah. We have a number of things that we can suggest That's right. at that stage. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things we can suggest is, well, let's write a letter. Yeah. And let's say yeah. to your former partner to the other parent to the other parent um what we would like to see as a reasonable form of yeah. time spent yeah. with the children um and that very often will open the door yeah. to what can be a very very short negotiation yeah. it yeah. can be yeah that's fine yeah. that's we agree with that sometimes the person might not realize a problem exactly um, yeah they think everything's fine and just to highlight the issue that the other one parent feels finishes things, lets them move forward, and everyone can move on. Yes. Yeah. And the children are happy in a settled relationship. No more involvement in boys. No. Yeah. Unfortunately, sometimes we can have a spreadsheet approach. Oh, yes. Um, which is where a client will come in with a spreadsheet, yeah. setting out almost to the minute yeah. uh, the time that they're spending with their child. Yeah. And to some extent, there's nothing wrong with that, but... Sometimes it does show a thinking yeah. that would have to perhaps change a little yeah. because that's about their time with the child and not yeah. the child's time with them. We're not looking at putting the child first or the child's needs. We're looking at what the adult wants. Yes. Yeah. And that's very different. Yeah. So, yeah. so in those circumstances, what I would do before I would write to anyone saying, this is what I want, mm. And attaching a spreadsheet to my letter or email, yeah. what I would want to do is really discuss with yeah. that person 
what they're hoping for in terms of their shared time with their child um, and try and understand why it is that it's got reduced down into a spreadsheet. Something so mathematical. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, So, you know, it's not always about the amount of time. Quite often it's about the quality of the time. Horrible phrase, but we have to use it. Unfortunately, yeah. It's what people do in contact that rarely matters. Yeah. Yeah. So um, those are two examples. So come in, write a letter, resolve things quickly. Come in, perhaps give a bit more advice and then write a letter saying, can we have this kind of time? Help them negotiate a better new arrangement. Yes. And if that fails and we don't really manage to get anywhere, Mm. what would your attitude be to to then um, the lengthy negotiations that could sometimes happen around contact? I'd move away from them straight away. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. it often doesn't help. Um, certainly, setting out lots of complaints and lots of criticisms yes. of the other parent is never a good way to proceed. No. Certainly, there are issues that need to be addressed, but a critical approach isn't a cooperative approach, and it's unlikely to get a good outcome for you and your children. Mm. Um, so, sometimes, if you get sorry, I was saying sometimes it misses the point, doesn't it? it? The point. It's it then becomes the argument about amount of time and and how the arrangements are going to be made. Yes, I, I always say to clients, almost always say to clients, look, you were parents together, you got to be parents together, but apart. Yes, um, and if you made these practical arrangements for I don't know, pick up from school or for uh, swimming or for dance or mm-hmm. sports clubs or even you know children's parties, which are enormous and prevalent mm. you've still got to do it but in two separate households and all the way now so you've still got those responsibilities as a parent you can't just take the good bits and you know go to the cinema and go bowling and go swimming you've got to do the mundane bits as yes. well that, yeah. that's your job as mum or dad yeah, yeah yeah and i think with school-age children yeah it's particularly difficult sometimes it's incredibly difficult i know we talk in another podcast about when you've got Families that come together with children on both sides, so blended families, making practical arrangements then becomes incredibly difficult, but it has to happen. Mm. Yeah. 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 So what do you think are the main reasons why people tend to argue over their children? Have you got any sort of thoughts about what that might be? One of them was money, Yeah, I'm afraid, even now. Yeah. Even though for many, many years, if not forever, the approach of the family courts has been you must not link um, division of children's time between their parents and finance. It's inevitable. Um, people do see that particularly because of how the child support regime is structured in this country and how that um, is calculated normally by reference to the number of nights that a child spends with one parent or the other. So certainly some people will say, well, I need more nights because I need more money. Yes. Wholly wrong. Wholly yes. wrong. The, court, the family courts separate finance and children completely. Yes. Yeah. Um, Another, in my view, sad reason is because they simply have an axe to grind for some reason against the other pair. Mm. And it is their way of trying to retain some control of a situation that feels out of control mm. for them. I think sometimes as well, um, it can relate to allegations of abuse. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I think sometimes um, when people believe that they have been subjected to coercive control yeah. or physical abuse... Yeah. Uh, they are trying to protect their children from the individual who has perpetrated that abuse. And therefore, they do not want that child to spend time with that individual. But again, the family court's role, if it comes to the family court, is to 
assess that risk. Mm. And in almost all cases, it is still appropriate for the child to spend time with that parent, albeit on an entirely different basis, mm. to ensure that that relationship with that parent continues. Yeah. But again, on a safe basis. Yes, yeah. 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 I mean, I think um, very often um, the adults mm. here, the parents, yeah don't realise how much the children hear, how much they listen to uh, some of the jibes, some of the um, insults perhaps that pass between adults. And the children very often pick up on that and pick up on that atmosphere. Uh, And I think that um, is very damaging for children. I I agree entirely. And I think it's not only the verbal statements that, children over here when they're searching for information in confusing times for them but also their parents body language and now what parents post on social media yes yes. Um, because they children will presumably be linked or will have liked or will be friends with their own parents or the family members who are posting information and will see what a family member is saying about mum or dad. Yes. Again, just be so, so careful. Yeah, yeah. Social media can be... Uh, I mean, I think we could do a a whole whole other podcast on social media and what is appropriate and not appropriate. Uh, But just in terms of verbal um, disputes around children, um, those kinds of things, I think parents, when they are separating, really owe it to their children not to involve them in their dispute. Anywhere at all. Yes. Anywhere at all. Yeah. And another way that is quite common um, is where you have one parent that often with slightly older children, so late primary school into secondary school years, is the child becomes a surrogate partner. Yes. And a confidant um, and starts to then be more, more, become more involved in adult issues they really don't need to know about at all. No. Because... Rightly or wrongly, that, that person needs a friend and someone to support them, and they reach out, in my view, for the for the wrong person. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think then it makes children form allegiances. It forms allegiances, and yeah. that then makes it harder. Yeah. Yeah. To actually encourage yeah. a, a more liberal attitude yeah. towards spending time with the other partner. That's right. And when you look at the, I mean, we'll talk about Kafka's resource in a minute, but one of the things they say in there is that children almost always say when they're spoken to. Please don't make me take sides. Yes. Yeah. Just want my parents. You, I want my parents to be friends. I want my parents to be friends. Yeah. yeah. And still be my mum and dad. Yeah. They yeah. know they can't live together anymore. Yeah. They actually want them to be friends. Yeah. And yeah. to be able to talk reasonably to yeah. each other yeah. about the children, yeah. about other things. Yeah. 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 Don't make me choose. Yeah. yeah. I think sometimes you know um, financial pressures do yeah. have do have a role to play here, yeah. because sometimes when you have two households where you had one before. Yeah. There is financial strain. It's always more expensive. Yeah. yeah. And as we've said before, the court process is very slow at resolving financial matters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes there are those pressures. And mm-hmm. so, again, sometimes children are saying, oh, can I have this new pair of trainers that my friend at school has got? Or can I have this? Or can I do that? Why and, can't you go on holiday? Uh, why can't you go on holiday? And all the things they previously perhaps enjoyed yeah. when... when um, when the parents had lived together, a particular standard of living, um, and sometimes it's very easy to give a quick retort yeah. that simply says, "Well, your father isn't giving me enough money to pay for trainers. I can't it's afford it. His fault. Yeah. I can't afford it. Go and ask him. Exactly. Yeah. Go and ask him. Yeah. And then again, that drives a wedge yeah. 
for that child between mum and dad or between the two partners, yeah. And that, again, not only is that bit the problem, but it, it takes it to another step, which is a child or children should never be messenger between yes. mum and dad because, again, it, it involves them in the adult conflict. Yeah, yeah. So there are some golden rules, really. Golden rules. And that is work together, yep. even if you don't like each other very yeah. much anymore. Yeah. Work together for the benefit of your children. That's what we would say, Absolutely. I think. Keep communication open, but at an appropriate level. That's between the adults. Yes. And as far as your children are concerned, yes, by all means, share information because they will want to know what's going on. Yes. Even at very, very young ages, they'll be scared. They'll feel vulnerable. But make sure the information you share with them is age appropriate. Yeah. You will know your children mm. and what they want to hear from you. Mm. Be very, very careful. So in order to sort of help people navigate their way through this, because it is very hard when yeah. you are very angry with somebody, perhaps, uh, to maintain that equilibrium, to maintain that that level. And to be uh, respectful. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so to, to help people to navigate their way through this, um, there are a number of resources that can be used. Yes, um, and it's getting better. Yes, it yeah. is, yes. Yeah. And more accessible. Yeah. yeah. So there are um, resources that you can find on the internet by uh, going onto the Kafkas website. Yeah. Kafkas, just so we know fear. Oh, the Court and Family Advisor Service, yeah. um, who are appointed very often in disputes yeah. and who will report on cases uh, for welfare yeah. of, of children. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so they they can provide... Uh, all sorts of mm -hmm. uh, materials. Uh, they have useful guides. They have um, they have leaflets or um, models and tools that they can actually use to give to children yeah. yep. to help children, children understand, understand their circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I think recently there's been a video that has yeah issued it explains to children who are in the court process for whatever reason what it is they might expect if they have to talk to someone from the court or from Kafka. Yes, yeah. yeah. So there's, there's a lot of information out there. I think it's quite easy to find it. Yeah. Um, but then I think it's about how you use it, it and making sure that you actually understand it yeah. yourself. And, yeah. and um, we can always assist with that in that if you are at all concerned about how to find anything or what yeah. you should be telling your children, uh, we can give you some guidance. And there's the parenting plan. There's the parenting plan. Yeah, which yes. the family court likes. Yes. Um, lawyers perhaps don't like as much, because I know some lawyers consider it as a, a, a checklist of criticism, yes, basically. Yeah, yeah. But where parents are able to fill it in properly and work with each other, it is a good structure for a future relationship. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, and as well, um, nowadays we can use apps. Apps, indeed. Yeah. So if, com if communication leads to perhaps... Um, text messaging that can sometimes be very abrupt yep. um you can use an app yep. um there are two apps that we are familiar with one is called my family wizard yep. and the other one is called app close uh -huh. um the app close app is the one i've had more success with yep. um and it's a really good mm -hmm. app 
the parents can put in information about what's going on with a child, whether they've been unhappy at school, whether there's been some kind of incident that's happened, so that the other parent is immediately aware that when they come to collect that child from school, there might be a reason. Something they need to know about. Yes, exactly. And it's instant. So, um, and I prefer it to anything like a contact log or a contact book or anything like that. I think it's a much, much better way of communicating. And again, because we can carry it on our phones. Yes. Which everyone does these days. Yes. Yeah. And there's calendars in there as well. There so we know where we are, what we're supposed to be doing on any given day and at any given time. Yeah. 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 So I think those kinds of tools are really yeah. useful now. Yeah. Um, ideally, in an ideal world, we would hope that contact doesn't break down yeah. between parents of children. Yeah. Sometimes it does. Some, it's inevitable. But ideally, we'd like to try and keep that door open for that child. Yeah. If possible. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Do cases always have to go to court? No, no. They could self-refer to mediation if they wish to. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be if they're stuck on a particular issue? Or... Yes, that's right, yes. Um, or you could go to court if you needed to. And very often, um, CAFCAS, who we've mentioned a few minutes ago, will actually prepare, they will prepare a safeguarding report uh, as soon as the case is issued. Yeah. Um, and they may say, well... We've been able to sort this out, actually. Yeah. So by the time you get to the first court appointment, there is almost a solution there for you. Yeah. Uh, sometimes not. Yeah. But sometimes having spoken to both parents, they can help. So you can find a way forward. That's an, at an early stage. And yeah. can then approve that. Yes. And they can order so everyone knows where they stand. Very quickly. Mm-hmm.